What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. And crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. America Radio. Radio. News, opinion, and a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip. Welcome back to American Uck Radio, everybody. This is your host, Mike Phillip. And uh, I was up at 4 o'clock this morning going through sound bites. And... Uh, this pandemic has made for some hilarious sound clips. I got to tell you. I got to tell you. And a lot of them are, are un- unintentionally funny, which is a lot of times the funniest things that happen. Uh, unintentionally, when somebody's trying to ham it up, a lot of times it's not as funny as just random shit that happens. And uh, yeah, I'll give you an example. I was working late one night in a truck shop with uh, this guy, James. Uh, who who was a uh, uh, a big Indian guy? Actually, I guess he was Métis. He was half French, half half Indian. And uh, he, you remember those Nokia cell phones that were shaped like a long john? He had one of those, and we were standing over the sump, <laughs> and the uh, the holes in the grate were just about the exact size of and shape of his phone, and he was standing there holding it. And it slipped through his fingers, and whew, nothing but net straight into the sump. And he looked up, and, and, and that face that you can't fake when you just screwed up and somebody's watching, that's funny. We've got a lot to get through today. Um, the the pressers, uh, I'm really enjoying the pressers that are coming out of uh, this, this pandemic. With the uh, Chinese Wuhan flu, right? Uh, President Trump refuses to bow to political correctness on this issue. And uh, just before I went to air, I didn't get the audio on it, but uh, somebody was asking him about congressmen being uh, diagnosed with the Chinese Wuhan flu. And he said, uh, you guys are all sitting too close together. 
Uh, maybe we, if we got rid of 75, 80% of you, that would be great. <laughs> and I busted out laughing. That was funny. Uh, like the guy or hate him. That is funny. I don't care who you are. Now, there's some serious stuff happening as well. Um, the, the border's been shut down. I talked to my, my father in Tennessee yesterday. And I was thinking to myself, if that border never opens up again, and anything's possible, am I going to have to get airlifted out of the uh, American consulate in Calgary? You know, like at the end of Vietnam there? Maybe. Could it be like a North Korea, South Korea situation? Where we're the same people, but separated due to a locked down border? I sincerely hope not. But, you know, things happening the way they are. A person does think about it. Zimbabwe is uh, begging white farmers to return because uh, they have an aversion to farm equipment, I guess. Don't know how to grow food. And all those people that they tortured and killed and chased out of the country, now they need them back. Uh, a, a, a guy on Twitter that was talking about uh, debunking the whole Pizzagate deal has been busted on crimes, well, guess. Uh, there's two new, uh, four new Marvel superheroes coming out, and uh, this is really funny, okay? Uh, these people are pathetic. This whole uh, political safe base snowflake deal, the way it's making adults act is uh, what I alluded to at the beginning of the show. Unintentionally funny. Not only that, but with crowds uh, not present in uh, late night comedy, it's really showing what a bunch of hacks these people are. We're going to be getting into that and more on American Huck Radio on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Let's launch this show, everybody. Loading program. Please stand by. So I've been looking at some of the messages that have been going across the American Huck Radio chat over on MeWe, and uh, we've got some really beautiful listeners, i got to tell you. Uh, some of them are really enjoying uh, staying home. Some of them are getting laid off and very happy about it. Others are hurting, uh, having, having their hours cut back. And there's, there's a lot of fear out there. We've talked about this on the show before, but one of my favorite posts was a... A woman in uh, South Dakota, she said, I love homeschooling my grandchildren. I love it. 
And I was thinking to myself, that's a really great unintended consequence of all this is that, you know, with all the common core education and teaching kids that there's 72 genders and America is bad and uh, you know what I mean? Uh, This is a chance to undo all that uh, quasi so-called faux education. I, I truly think that kids will benefit from this, to be quite honest with you. I really do. And uh, there's not going to be any school shootings because nobody's at school, right? <clears throat> not that there was a lot of that going on to begin with. I've talked to people here in Canada uh, about, you know, Alberta becoming a state. And I've heard, I've actually heard them say, I don't want school shootings. Like, if you, if you ran up a U.S. flag in your front yard, all of a sudden you would have an insatiable urge to go shoot up an elementary school. That says more about you than that flag. Uh, not only that, but we're surrounded by guns. Everybody's got them here, where I live anyway. It's not a big deal. But, uh, I, and also, I want to give you a quick update on uh, my uncle. My uncle, uh, uh, a guy that I really respect, and I, I love that guy. Uh, I told everybody on the show what happened to him. He, he was working under a tractor on his farm, and the thing kicked into gear and crushed his pelvis. And uh, last I updated everybody on that situation, he had a bad infection and was in hospital. I got a text from my mother this morning. She spoke to him, and he is out of the hospital and walking with a walker. She said it's an absolute miracle. So all of you that said that uh, you would pray for my uncle, uh, big, heartfelt, sincere thank you. I, I believe you, and I believe that that makes a big difference. Now, let's get into the news here. Uh, and By the way, no interviews today. None. No interviews today. Just me. You get to hang out with me. So you might want to shut it off right now. Uh, the bat virus, a bat virus, is causing quite a stir. Now, uh, the bat happened to be from China, right? And we're getting lectured by all these left-wing journalists that, uh, you know, that were previously calling it the Wuhan virus, Right? Now, all of a sudden, they're telling everybody that you're bad. You're bad for saying China. China, right? As President Trump would say. You're bad if you say that. You're a racist. Like, there's an there's a 11th commandment that God did not put on the tablets that he gave to Moses that uh, said, Thou shalt not be a racist. Right? And... It's really showing how detached from reality these people truly are. Uh, and you've got weird, really weird stuff. Thank you, Mama Lee. She said, I'm glad to hear about your uncle. Um, just watching the chat here. By the way, if you go to AmericanOcRadio.com, hit the MeWe banner, and you can join the chat and meet some of the best people that you ever will, I'm convinced. Our listeners. So, Ilan Omar came out this morning and praised President Trump for his incredible response to the epidemic. And I'm thinking to myself, did they finally learn that I I dislike these people so much? Like, did, is, is this a trick to get me to hate the guy? 
Is that what's going on here? Like, did she finally wise up? Could be. Could be. But it is a lot funnier listening to people try to uh, try to get Trump to knuckle down on his words. That's what political correctness is. It is a dictatorship of words. And if you can dictate people's words, you can dictate their thoughts. It's a mental prison, to be quite honest with you. It's to made to make you trip up over your next sentence because you're worried about what everybody else might think. Uh, and that's not a lot of people I know. Not here. Not here. Um, certain words I just never used because I found them distasteful myself. And as I've said on the show before, I've known guys that did, but they were doing it because it was something that you weren't supposed to say. You know what I mean? It was like showing off that you were the biggest jerk, right? So, uh, <laughs> Trump uh, got got uh, confronted by a, uh, a a white woman. Remember the Lorax? Remember the Lorax and Dr. Seuss? I am the Lorax. I speak for the trees. Well, this is a white woman that speaks for the Chinese. This is a really funny exchange, though, and, and this is what I'm talking about right here. Listen to this. Okay, why do you keep calling this the Chinese virus? They're- I'm going to pause it right there. Why do you keep calling this the Chinese virus? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, go on, Lorax. There are reports of dozens of incidents of bias against Chinese Americans in this country. Your own aide, Secretary Azar, says he does not use this term. He says ethnicity does not cause the virus. Why do you keep using this? Because it comes from China. It's not racist at all, no. Not at all. It comes from China. That's why. It comes from China. I want to be accurate. Yeah, please, John. Please. I have great love for for all of the people from our country. But uh, as you know, China tried to say at one point, maybe they stopped now, that it was caused by American soldiers. That can't happen. It's not going to happen. Not as long as I'm president. Uh, it comes from China. John, please. Uh, two questions. It comes from China. I'm not going to call it anything else. It comes from China. Did, but did you hear the whiny patheticness in her voice? Like, that that's actually a thing that you need to be concerned about. Everybody needs to be concerned about your... your Why do you keep calling it the Chinese virus? Right? And it seems like a lot of them are women. Uh, sorry, ladies. That's not, that's not all women. But uh, a lot of these female journalists are really uh, big on this politically correct stuff. I've said it before, if the women who started the suffrage movement would have saw this, they'd have backed right off. <laughs> said, Sorry, no, no, this isn't what I wanted at all. <laughs> and that's what I like about President Trump. He doesn't knuckle under to this crap. You can't say that. Why? Well, because it's racist. I'm the white woman. I speak for the Chinese. By the way, Asians are one of the wealthiest demographic in American society. Did you know that? Uh, a lot of really wealthy Chinese, too, over in China, from what I hear. Now, one of Joe Biden's advisors, Simone Sanders, 
Think about that for a minute, huh? A uh, Biden advisor with a last name Sanders. Has she been slipping senility drugs into his Metamucil every day? You gotta wonder, something's going on with that guy. She got into it with Martha McCallum over the naming of the nationality where this virus comes from because it's so important, right? It's just so important. Uh, Never mind the shortages of toilet paper. Never mind uh, canned food disappearing off the shelves. Never mind the lockdown of the border. Never mind uh, bailouts being proposed for the airline industry. Delta's grounding half of its fleet. That, That doesn't matter. It's could you please stop being so racist? So Simone Sanders got into it with Martha McCallum over on Fox. And this is another hilarious exchange. Uh, this is a black woman. Uh, so far, we have a white woman and a black woman who are speaking on behalf of a billion Chinese people. Uh, I, I salute you, ladies. It's, it's really I'm glad you're out there. A leader has to lead from the front. And so what President Trump came out and some of what he announced today was it's it's a tough job, but it has to be done. And some of what he said today was good. But the reality is he also stood at the podium and uh, called the coronavirus COVID-19 what I would suggest is a racial slur. It's something that's offensive (laughs) to many Chinese Americans. To call it a Chinese virus when it originated in China, why is that a problem? It's something that is offensive it is something that is offensive to many Americans. And so the reality is, instead of name-calling, instead of pointing fingers, instead of talking about poll numbers, let's, be let's serious. just talk let's about be serious what we can get done. You know, the, the I, MERS virus, MERS virus is, is, is M-E-R-S. Do you know, wait a minute. Do you know why it's called MERS? Why is it called MERS, that virus? Uh. You tell me, Martha. You brought <laughs> because it's called the Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. That's different. Because that's where it originated. So this idea, you know, this, this sort of rabbit Middle hole East, Far of, East, you know, whatever. Getting into this whole issue of racism, I just think is so counterproductive to what we're we're trying to do here. And I just talked to this amazing scholar on China moments ago who said absolutely China at the leadership level has tried to obfuscate and be everything everything but transparent since the very beginning. They lied and lied and lied. I'm going to pause it right there. Uh, that's all they do. And if you care about Chinese people so much, maybe you should suggest doing something about the biggest threat to their existence which is not the bat soup virus. It's the Chinese Communist Party. Right? I, you know, I, I, I'm not talking about you women over in the, uh, in the chat room. <laughs> you know that. I'm getting a lot of heat here over my, uh, my statement on the suffrage movement. But, uh, yeah, an actual threat to the lives of Chinese people is the uh, the Chinese Communist Party. We're not going to talk about that. No, it's President Trump saying Chinese virus. Good morning, Chet. About this situation. This so why about, is it not Martha, okay to recognize where it originated? This isn't about... 
this is not about uh, if China has been forthright and forthcoming. The reality is, yes, it is. Uh, That's the exactly Chinese what government it's about. denied <laughs> the reality, not not in terms of uh, what the president of the United States is referring to this virus at, from the podium. The reality is, That's yes, important. the Chinese government refused to let um, American scientists in to 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 research yes. to see what was That's going right. on. That is yeah. a stark difference than what happened in the Ebola crisis right. Um, right. when the United States government demanded to come in into Africa. Africa's better than China? We should have and have to continue to push for. But my only point is, and I think the point of folks (laughs) across the country who have raised um, an alarm. I got to pause it right there. Keep in mind, this woman is an advisor to Joe Biden. A question about this or a concern is that they have noted that it is offensive to them. And in times of strife, particularly when we're dealing with a pandemic that is currently affecting people that have had no contact with anyone um, overseas. Yeah. There, no there no one is suggesting that American Chinese people are responsible. Every thinking human being who looks at this understands that he, that the re- reference is to the origin of the virus and also the leadership in terms of how that virus was handled in the country of origin. So I, I'm going to leave it well, there. Well, again, Martha, at the beginning I of mean, this segment, you talk. <laughs> beep, 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 <laughs> That's what I heard. Um, but, I mean, Martha McCallum was the level head in the room. So, I mean, you know, there you have a, a, an example of a woman that is more of a conservative bent. Right, uh, versus a a, a uh, Biden advisor of color, Simone Sanders. Now that's not all. No, nope, that's not all. We got the kung flu, right? Uh, big flap over the word kung flu, which is actually very funny, right? Well, it used to be. It's kind of aged now. And same thing. Trump would. Uh, Oh, Shauna Whiskey Six just showed up. Uh, yeah, I'll come on your show for sure. Uh, everybody, listen to Off Track with Whiskey Six Sunday nights on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. So Trump, same thing. Uh, somebody in your administration said Kung Flu. Trump's like who? <laughs> she couldn't say. But I like the fact that he does not knuckle under because a lot of libtards think that if they hit you with the race card. You have to automatically uh, expose your belly and piss all over yourself in fear that somebody out there might think that you're an racist, right? Not, not the president. Oh, no. There are some, at least one White House official, who used the term Kung Flu. Oh, no. Referring to the fact that this virus started in China. Is that acceptable? Is it wrong? Are you worried Is that, acceptable? that, that having this virus be, uh, be talked about as, as a Chinese virus, that that might... I wonder who said that. That might that. focus... That, that? I'm not sure the person's name, but would you condemn yeah. the fact <laughs> Say the term Kung again. The, a person at the White House used the term just the Kung term. Flu. My question is, do Kung you think flu. that's wrong? Kung flu. <laughs> and do you think using the term Chinese virus, that puts Asian Americans at risk that people no, might target them? No, 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 no. <laughs> I think they probably uh, would agree with it 100%. It comes from China. There's nothing not to agree. Okay, how about last question? You know what puts Asians at risk? Speaking out of, uh, uh, against the Communist Chinese Party. But did you hear that? That's some hard-hitting journalism right there. 
Did you think that saying things like Kung Flu puts Asian Americans at risk? <laughs> uh, go home and make a sandwich. No, there's probably some guy there that doesn't want you around either. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. But uh, just the uh, the nattering beep, 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 right? It's, uh, it's annoying, but it is funny, okay? so uh, and, and listen, it's not just women, okay? It's not just women. No, a white man who speaks for the Chinese over at NBC had to get in on the act as well. It's easy to scapegoat people, and that is what has always happened when there have been pandemics or epidemics uh, that foreigners are are attacked. Foreigners sometimes physically attacked. <laughs> uh, if you look at what happened uh, during the, the Middle Ages, there was lots and lots of scapegoating uh, against an ethnic group or a religious group uh, whenever there were pandemics that affected the society. And whenever there's a pandemic, foreigners are attacked. And, uh, China certainly feels that is what happen- what is happening now. Uh, with people calling it the the Wuhan flu or, or the Wuhan China. virus or the the China virus. This is a virus that came from the territory of China, but came from bats. This is a bat virus, not a uh, a China virus. Uh, it doesn't virus. speak Chinese. It doesn't target Chinese people. Uh, it targets <laughs> human beings who happen to touch their eyes, nose, or or mouth. You're wrong, white guy at NBC. It actually has an affinity for a certain enzyme that Asian males have. That's a that's a little science for you there. Uh, we're coming up on the end of this segment. I want to rem- remind everybody to frequently wash your hands and say Chinese virus. Don't let anybody tell you what you can and cannot say. Don't do it. By the way, tomorrow we play music. Every Friday is Rock Friday, but this is a little different. It's going to be Country Fried Rock Friday. Or just Country Fried Friday. And the queue is still open. Head over to AmericanUckRadio.com. Throw in a donation of $10 and a song request. It's got to be country. And if this queue doesn't fill up, I'm going to pick the songs. And you don't want that, eh? Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them. And I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 877-247-1581. 877-247-1581. 877-247-1581. 
Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-452-1075. 800-452-1075. That's 800-452-1075. Having an extra supply of food on hand is just smart. Some people call it prepping. I call it smart. You never know what's going to happen in this world. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. You'll find out a lot of good reasons to have that food and some great prices. MyPatriotSupply.com. America Radio. A couple of our listeners pointed out that Trump made that lady say Kung, Kung Flu like four times. <laughs> he, he did, too. He did. That's really funny. Uh, but it doesn't stop there uh, with just uh, majority white journalists lecturing everybody on how dangerous it is to point out uh, <laughs> that the disease came from China, which it did. Uh <laughs> Even the president. Uh, see, that's why Canada is so much better than you, America. Justin Trudeau would never say Chinese virus uh, to people kind everywhere. He wouldn't do it. He just wouldn't do it. His uh, his socks are his moral compass on the issue. Now, a lot of really funny things have come out of this situation, too. Uh, I mentioned the other day that uh, I've got like 15 sports channels um, that I didn't... I didn't intentionally get a cable package uh, just for that. And, you know, it's funny. Everybody's cutting the cord. I went and hooked mine up after not having TV TV for like 12 years because I like watching Oilers games. And uh, that's that's uh, now there's no point. But uh, I, I was thinking to myself, what are the sports channels doing now? Well, they were all running reruns of old hockey games. And uh, but WWE wrestling is live. And there is nothing funnier than watching wrestling when there's nobody in the room watching these guys, but they're pretending that people are watching and like they're they're interacting with an audience that is not there. I, I think probably because it's in their training from uh, bad acting school. And they can't help themselves, but it really takes the mask off the whole thing. Well, the same thing is happening with late-night comedy, uh, which political correctness has also absolutely killed. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel used to be funny, right? He used to be funny. Uh, The man show was hilarious, right? He used to have women on the street put their hand in his pocket and tell tell me what you feel. Right, and little stupid segments like that, and the chicks on the trampolines. And I remember one time he uh, he had a booth. He was trying to get women to uh, sign a petition to end women's suffrage. <laughs> they were signing it, and this female lawyer that actually knew what it meant was trying to stop them. And uh, but they didn't understand. That was funny, okay. And uh, I got a wife. I got nieces. Uh, there's lots of, uh, I got a mom, I, there's women that I love in my life, but you can still have a sense of humor, okay? 
just not around them. <laughs> My point is, now Kimmel is sitting at home on a, a couch, and he's uh, trying to be funny. Well, not really. Maybe he is. I Maybe he doesn't know the difference anymore, but he's lecturing people on uh, Trump and racism, right? And what it's done now that they don't have this big production team around them and the studio audience that laughs like trained seals or, 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 or whenever the little uh, laugh light comes on. Remember, remember low-energy Jeb Bush during the primaries when he, he, he uh, finished talking and then he looked around the room and he said, uh, please clap. Please clap now. Because nobody would, right? Well, now these guys are exposed for being uh, uh, basically a shitty YouTube channel. Like, they suck. Uh, they're terrible. Now that they're at home, I've got... Listen to Jimmy Kimmel, formerly funny guy. Trump, meanwhile, has a catchy little nickname for the coronavirus. He now calls it the Chinese virus every chance he gets. Because, you know, they say a great way to prevent a virus from spreading is to name it something racist. That way people keep it on the down low. I don't know why he does this. Actually, I do know why he does this. It's to deflect blame away from him. It's like when he started calling Eric and Don Jr. the Ivana kids. Please, please lecture us all, Jimmy Kimmel. Please. That was so funny. And, uh, you know, now, uh, now that you don't have the studio audience that laughs on command, because, let's face it, these are people that were fans to begin with, uh, most likely leftists, and they go to the show, so they're expecting to laugh. And so, you know, like those old experiments where the, the chicken would peck a little pellet every time the light came on. They laugh on command. Now, it was the same thing with Stephen Colbert. The Colbert Report was funny. Uh, Stephen Colbert's book, I Am America and So Can You, was hilarious. I, I thought it was funny. I got a big kick out of it. But since he went full TDS, he's not funny anymore. And so now... Uh, Stephen Colbert is sitting at home at a multi-million dollar mansion uh, in front of a fire uh, like like just any other YouTuber out there and trying to crack wise uh, politically correctly. Right? He's cracking wise. All right, uh, let's see what you got, Stephen Colbert. Uh, let's see if you can come up with something other than Trump is a racist. What do you got, Steve? Clearly, this virus is a PR disaster for Donald Trump. But at today's coronavirus press conference, Steve Mnuchin had a solution. Free oh, money. No. We're looking at sending checks to Americans immediately. Americans need cash now, and the president wants to get cash now. And I mean now in the next two weeks. Cash for Americans. And because it's Trump, I'm guessing it'll be $130,000 for everyone to just say they're healthy. That was a funny joke. I am not devoid of humor. I get jokes. Stephen Colbert was funny. 
And he was not, he's not going to personally hurt from any of this, right? He, he's not, he's sitting in front of a multi-million dollar mansion, okay? And uh, there's rumors that he's a pedo too. Uh, I cannot corroborate that at this time. I don't know for sure, but you know, it's going around out there. My, everybody's being called that now, but uh, go on, funny guy. At the press conference, President Trump tried to focus on our bright future. One day we'll be standing possibly up here. We'll say, well, we won. And we're going to say that. Uh, Sure as you're sitting there, we're going to say that. And we're going to win. And I think we're going to win faster than people think, I hope. You know, when Trump said we were going to be sick of winning, I didn't know he meant that literally. (laughs) Sick of winning? Get it? You're sick? Because there's... uh... A uh, 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 Kung Flu? I see what you did there, Colbert. Again. I I get jokes. I think things are funny. Go on. Trump then focused on what to him is the most important sector of the economy. I spoke with executives from America's fast food industry, Wendy's, McDonald's, uh, all of the the big ones, uh, Burger King. Uh, and they were great. They have been fantastic. They have been absolutely fantastic. Oh, Trump knows fast food is crucial during a pandemic. That's why he started hoarding it a year ago. Now, we've all been <laughs> calling it coronavirus or COVID-19, but Trump's been tooting his dog whistle pretty hard by calling it Chinese virus. And he defended it at today's press conference. China and others have criticized you for using the phrase uh, Chinese virus. Uh, how do you feel about that? Are you going to continue using that phrase? I have to call it where it came from. It did come from China. So I think it's a very accurate term. No, it's not. It's a very <laughs> racist term. Oh, if you care so much about naming things where they came from, then call it bat bite fever, which was also the title of the short-lived Ozzy Osbourne musical. Sadly, it was canceled opening night. During intermission, I can't even pretend that's funny Too anymore. Too many bad bites. I can't even pretend this is funny anymore. See, these guys are so, so, uh, you know, they've got, and and it's like uh, Colbert and Kimmel have the same writer, right? Probably Conan O'Brien, who also used to be funny. He used to write for The Simpsons. Uh, back when The Simpsons was actually funny. Not anymore. Not anymore. And uh, I can't believe that this passes for entertainment. But like I said, they're they're sitting at home, and they don't have this big production team, and so they're forced to get by on their own intellect. And that's how it's going. Not a good luck. Let's talk about uh, these new Marvel superheroes coming out. America Radio. Get out, bitch! What's your language, you bud? We're on the air. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. If there was ever any doubt that Marvel has totally lost the plot, it goes out of the window with the announcement that a new comic series will focus on a pair of twins who identify as non-binary and are named... (laughs) 
this is funny. See, this is see when Colbert and Kimmel are trying to be funny. What's really funny is the unintentional uh, serious shit. <laughs> the new I almost can't say it. The new Marvel superheroes are Snowflake and Safe Space. <laughs> Serious, uh, and and I've got a soundbite from uh, creator Daniel Kibblesmith. Kibblesmith, I know what a blacksmith is. I don't know what a kibble uh, is. That one who makes dog food. Uh, Describe the series as the story of teenage rebels, adding that a lot of the names are about teens fighting against labels that are put on them. <laughs> That's the new. That's the uh, the new superheroes. They're fighting labels. Uh, Kibble Smith <laughs> described how the names Snowflake and Safe Space came about. Uh, he said it's not. It's the idea that these terms are that get thrown around on the internet that don't uh, they don't see as derogatory to take those words. And wear them as a badge of honor. <laughs> Kibble Smith noted that Snowflake, that's a superhero, <laughs> who is non-binary and goes by they, them, as the, uh, he has the superpower of being able to generate individual crystallized uh, snowflake-shaped shurikens, uh, which most people call... Ninja Star! Uh, snowflake shoots uh, snowflake-shaped ninja stars like right into the forehead of people who are not tolerant and say uh, Kung Flu and things like that. The connotations of the word snowflake in our culture right now are something fragile. And this is a character who's turning into something sharp. Oh, yeah. The Marvel creator added... <laughs> Other creators, or characters, sorry, who are part of this group, <laughs> this is even better, include Trailblazer, who appears to be an obese girl with a magic backpack. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> now, uh, the other one is uh, Screen Time. <laughs> His name is Screen Time. <laughs> An internet-obsessed skinny kid who is patched permanently into the World Wide Web. So he can Google things without looking at his phone. That's his superpower. <laughs> but in all... In all uh, uh, okay, all right, all right, Kibblesmith. All right, so what did you... What were you planning... To uh, like, let, let's get it in his own words, okay? Uh, Daniel uh, Kibble Smith on the New Warriors. 
My name is Daniel Kibblesmith, and I am the writer of New Warriors Hi, Number One. I got interested in the New Warriors later. I remember seeing them on the shelf when I was a kid, picking up comics in the 90s, and just feeling like they were too cool for me. Like I was intimidated by, you know, Night Thrasher had a blade coming out of his wrist. You know, Nova was really buff. Uh, they were all. Wait, he just said that he was intimidated by a cartoon character because he had a blade coming out of his wrist. <laughs> uh, so he made two superheroes that were a teenage kid that has Google implanted in his brain because he, he was scared. He was just scared of the, uh, the regular superheroes that had blades and things like that. The edgy characters uh, for the 90s, as the as the cover said. New Warriors, I thought, were really interesting characters because they occupy this really cool space. They're forever young, but they've now been around for 30 years. My uh, editors on the, the previous uh, books I'd done, like uh, Loki and Black Panther vs. Deadpool, <laughs> asked if I'd be interested in doing a New Warriors tie-in that actually poses them in as Deadpool? the authority figures in this conflict instead of the rebels. And I really liked the tension of that. So because the New Warriors are the authority figures... Okay, that's enough. Snowflake and Safe Space <laughs> and their friend Fat Girl with a Magic Backpack. <laughs> it's like they're not even trying anymore. <laughs> <sighs> It is funny. It is funny. Come on. Come on. You know it is. You know it is. Uh, let's talk about what's going on in South Africa, shall we? It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. America Radio. It's not unusual to see me cry. I want to die. Snowflake. It's not unusual <laughs> to go out. All right, so that was a kind of a lighthearted uh, intro to a uh, serious story. And this is a very serious story. It's It's got uh, grave implications for a lot of people. And so I promise. I'll be serious from now on. By the way, you can check these stories out over at AmericanOcRadio.com. Crisis-torn Zimbabwe is on the brink of man-made starvation. Tom Jones is still going, isn't he? He is, too. I'm going to leave Tom Jones on while I read this very serious story about starvation. With most households unable to obtain enough food to meet basic standards, a UN envoy has said uh, that they're on the crisis of the brink of man-made starvation. All right, that's enough, Tom Jones. That's enough, I said. This is a serious story. Uh, This comes 17 years after Robert Mugabe's Zimbabwean government seized large swaths of land from white farmers in the country, triggering a rapid downturn in the country's economy. Uh, No diversity there, huh? No diversity there, right? That's that's okay. 
uh, when white people are chased out of an African country. That's there's there's no uh, time for diversity there whatsoever. Uh, Snowflake and Safe Space will tell you that. But the the and this isn't the average Zimbabwe in person's fault. It's the fault of government. Geez, that just keeps coming up, doesn't it? Uh, the more than sixty percent of the population of a country once seen as the breadbasket of Africa is now considered food insecure. Now it's starting to sound like Canada. With most households unable to obtain enough food to meet basic needs due to hyperinflation. Yeah. How did the breadbasket of Africa reach the point of a man-made starvation? Well... Mugabe and his ZANU-PF party launched the controversial land reforms in 2000, forcibly seizing white-owned farms to resettle landless blacks. Mugabe said the reforms were meant to correct colonial land ownership imbalances. Now it's really sounding like Canada. Hey, that's what everybody says. You're a colonist. You're a you're a settler, a white colonist. Uh, everybody's from somewhere on Earth, right? But we're supposed to have open borders. But uh, you got to leave those those you got to leave those nations intact. By the way, China or China is uh, one of the most racist countries on the planet. And they don't give a damn who knows. They really don't. I did a story on a TV commercial that was in China a couple years ago. Uh, a woman pushes a black man into a washing machine <laughs> and he comes out white. <laughs> That's Chinese TV. And uh, the they, they have a thing about blacks. I've heard from, I've, I've known people that lived in China. Uh, don't tell that to LeBron James. Now, on with this story. I, I get sidetracked easily. At least 4,000 white commercial farmers were evicted from their farms. The land seizures were often violent, claiming the lives of several white farmers during the clashes with veterans of Zimbabwe's 1970s liberation struggle. Oh, good job. You won. And uh, now you're starving. Critics of the reforms have blamed the program for low production on the farms as the majority of the beneficiaries lacked the means and skills to work the land. Uh, you don't need skills to be a farmer. Remember uh, Mike Bloomberg? Hey, he just put a seed in the ground and uh, put some dirt on it and stuff grows. Apparently, it's, it's not that easy for a Zimbabwean. Their message to exiled white farmers is now clear. Come back to Zimbabwe and save us! The nation is offering land leases to white commercial farmers in an effort to restart the nation's agricultural industry. If you were chased out... Oh, by the way, just for everybody in the uh, chat room. Against. If you were a white farmer... That was chased out. Oh, and by the way, Russia took a lot of these white, these farmers from Zimbabwe. 
Now, if you were chased out because your neighbors were gruesomely murdered, and now they want to come back and they're saying, uh, I'm sorry, would you? No, you'd say, well, you made your bed. Starving it, right? And it's too bad for the people of Zimbabwe. But a lot of them back this. The government is now offering 99-year leases to white farmers, a deal previously reserved for black Zimbabweans. <laughs> Jeez, that sure turned around fast, didn't it? The resignation of President Robert Mugabe last November and the swearing-in of his successor, Emerson... Uh, let me see if I can pronounce this. Mnangawa. Uh, no, it's Mnangawa. Uh, has delivered significant change. Nothing funny about that name at all. Government officials now admit the campaign of farm invasions that began in 2000 was indeed a mistake. Oopsie-dizy. Uh-oh, spaghettios. Chased out all the farmers. Now we're starving. Clearly the formulas deployed then left a lot of bad feelings. And more importantly, the intellectual property left our borders. Mr. Said. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that correctly. Without its professional, experienced farmers, Zimbabwe went from being an agricultural export powerhouse to having to rely on handouts from the United Nations World Food Program. Hyperinflation and multi-decade depression followed. Now, this news comes as South Africa threatens to follow in Zimbabwe's doomed footsteps. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. In seizing white farmers' land and exiling them from the country. Even though they see what's happening in Zimbabwe. Hey, here's an idea. Drop your black supremacist thinking and live side by side with these white farmers. Right? <clears throat> I mean, what would happen to Canada if we just gave it all back to the Indians? I'm, I'm asking a serious question. How about everybody lives side by side and, and forgets about all this racism bullshit? South Africa is teetering on the brink of a race war after President Cyril Ramaphosa called on Parliament to pass a law allowing white-owned land to be confiscated by blacks without any form of compensation. Well, they could just move to uh, Zimbabwe, I suppose. Ramaphosa called white land ownership the original sin and stated that he wants to see the return of the land to the people from whom it was taken to heal the divisions of the past. Uh, you're going to heal divisions by screwing somebody else over? That's government's answer to everything, right? Somebody has to lose. Somebody's got to lose in this equation in order for things to be made right. Now, over the course of this show, I have kind of gotten on the Chinese, okay? Now, I want to extend an olive branch for the last couple minutes that we're live here. And remember to send in your requests for Country Friday tomorrow. Otherwise, I'm picking the music. I'm warning you, I'll do it. This one's for the Chinese.
The world today seems absolutely crackers. With nuclear bombs to blow us all sky high. There's fools and idiots sitting on the trigger. It's depressing and it's senseless and that's why. show thanks for listening to american Ock radio everybody like i said tomorrow is country friday and i decided to do that because uh two very special ladies one in nebraska and one in south dakota asked me to and so we're doing it send your hate mail to american Ock radio at gmail.com and I'm sure I'm not joking. If you, if you don't request enough songs to fill Country Friday, I'm going to do it. And you're going to hate what I pick. I'm telling you right now. America Radio. Back tomorrow. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.